Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Honest Abe, Lady M, and Brandon the Mick are here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the crew, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's your host, Honest Abe. Good morning. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I'm your host, Honest Abe. Along with the gang, we have the lovely Lady M. Yes, of course, I'm here. And sitting in for the Mick Foster, we have Adam the Hooch. Cooch, what's up, Adam? Hey, can I can I do it now? Good morning. <laughs> they feel better now. I, I do. I've always wanted to do what my Abe impersonation. <laughs> On the air. <laughs> I've been practicing for a couple of weeks now. It, it, it's just something I've been trying to tweak a little here and there. So the Cooch will be filling in for uh, Brandon the Mick this week. Uh, funny. So listen, our Wellington store, they've been churning away all week and ready to open up this Monday. Yes. So for all your folks, uh, don't forget to stop by our new Wellington location, the Public Shopping Center there off of Forest Hill. Um, if you stop in and you listen to the show, tell them you listen to K- KMA Radio. And uh, you will get a free Spirit of Cuba Alec Bradley cigar with any purchase, just for mentioning the show, anytime this week at our Wellington store. So if you're in the area, if you're not in the area, drive down there, check it out. It's another great smoking location in your neighborhood. So looking forward to that. Also, uh, Camacho. Camacho Camacho Lounge. Lounge. Mm -hmm. It's up and running. Up and running. National uh, opening uh, night will be Friday night. We have uh, Christian Aurora coming in and uh, all the gang from Camacho. and it's, they, they, they built a beautiful lounge up in our Port St. Lucie store. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is gorgeous. Stunning. I'll For- be up there. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's still not as done as we'd like it to be. There's a tribute wall that we were doing to, uh, obviously, my good friend and my mentor, Sal Fontana, that's, that's done, but not as done as we'd like it to be by this Friday. But uh, the lounge is, is stellar, and uh, there'll be a big event there this Friday with live music and food up in our Port St. Lucie location. So if you're not doing anything Friday night, make sure you get out there. It's wor- worth worth the trek. Yes, and uh, they'll be giving away a trip to uh, Camp Camacho and Dan Lee, which I've done before. Very fun and interesting trip. So I know I want to go. Am I eligible? <laughs> you are eligible for not going, for yeah. sure. No, I never get anything. So, as always, uh, we have an interesting morning and a great show with tons of giveaways. Um, uh, today on our Meet Your Maker segment, we have the godfather of boutique cigars that will be in the house, Ernesto Perez Carrillo and his son, Ernesto Jr. So, very interesting to see uh, the new stuff they've done since basically uh, starting over from scratch, which is basically what he's doing. So, uh, it should be interesting. Doing interview. a lot of great work in the, in the industry. He is, and his it's, cigars have been doing well. Absolutely. Big so, fan. Good stuff. And as always, in tribute to our guests, we have a lighted up section. And uh, today in my lighted up section, uh, I will be smoking today during my wonderful lunch at uh, Two Drunken Goats later this afternoon, where we'll be at, mm-hmm. uh, E.P. Carrillo Cormaduro, the Club 52. It's uh, it's a 5 by 52 um, I mean, the core line when it came out did very well. It was very popular. And, and this has got the same Nicaraguan Dominican filler tobaccos as a core, but... 
It's wrapped in this luscious, oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. It's, it's a medium to full, um, typical EPC flavor profile, uh, but it's just another home run by Ernesto, and uh, give me a good cigar that I'll be enjoying with lunch Just today. came out the show in July. Yeah. Just, just got him in in August. Just got him in in August, yep. Retails for about seven twenty. Uh, Adam, what are you smoking? Uh, I have the wonderful, the top line in the EP Carrillo family of cigars. Carrillo, it's, I like that. Yeah, it's the Alanco series. This was actually a blend based on the 2010 limited edition. He does a limited edition run every year. He's got a new 2011 out. There was a two, 2009 for the inaugural. This is the 2010. They had an Alancos. It's basically they then expanded it because it got so such great reviews that everybody just said, "Well, you got to keep doing this." So they expanded it now, and they've got the Alancos series. And I've got the Acto Mayor. It's a 625 by 52. It is by far one of my go-to smokes in the line. You know, if you're not looking to go high, high end, and you're not looking to go low end, you don't want to piss the wife or the anybody else or the significant other off. This is a good. You know, right around twelve fifty a stick. It's going to be excellent. It's not going to let you down every time. It's going to be smooth, medium to full. Great, great cigar all the way. Worth the money, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Probably my favorite cigar in his line. I like oh, that cigar. Big fan. Lady, what do we have you smoking? Today? In this morning, I have the EP Carrillo. Did you like that? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Wave Connecticut. Um, you know, it's a perfect cigar for this time of day. Um, it's got some creamy overtones. It's medium body. Uh, Dominican filler, and at five twenty-five a stick, it really is a steal. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm not a big Connecticut fan. Never really have been for the most part. I mean, when I started like 15, 20 years ago, but I actually like that Connecticut. It's one of the Connecticut cigars I really, really enjoy. I mean, uh, he's done a really good job of putting some fillers and uh, binders in there that just add to the real profile of a mm-hmm. typically non-flavorful Connecticut wrapper. So... I, I was very impressed with that Connecticut it, cigars. It's one of my go-tos. I smoke it all the time in the morning. Yeah, cool. yeah I, I love it in the morning. You gonna join us for lunch and smoke it later? Um, I hope so. You got plans? My dad's here. Oh, pop! You should bring Pops him. Pops in town. Where else do you want to bring dad to than two drunken two goats? drunken goats? <laughs> That's where you bring dad when he's in town. You bring him to two drunken goats. <laughs> you already got two drunken goats. So there'll probably be four drunken goats. <laughs> One o'clock. Bring. Uh, yeah, bring, we might we might swing by. Definitely. Bring dad by. Absolutely. And as always, we cut and light our fine cigars with the wonderful products from the great folks over at Zycar. And as always, Zycar has given us some nice products to give away today. And all you have to do to win today's prize is hear the keyword. Which the keyword today is paternity. So if the first person who calls in who hears the word paternity will win the following from Zycar. Let's see, what are they giving away today? Today they're giving away up oh, a cutter lighter combination set. You get the X8 cutter, which is a nice carbon fiber-looking lightweight cutter with a, a blade that's like stationary and another one that comes down really thin, so you really won't feel it in your pocket. Credit really. card size. Yeah, mm. credit card size. Really nice cutter. Wow. And a matching a uh, incline lighter. Single torch, wind-resistant, uh, in black, so uh, that sets retails for about $60. So be the first person here, the Zycar Word of the Day, and call in, and you'll win that wonderful set from Zycar. Yay! Gotta love Zycar. Good people. <laughs> we'll see David Spirit next week. No, wait. Two weeks? Two weeks. And also, weeks. folks, don't forget to follow uh-huh. us on our social media. Every week we have a social media word that's posted on our Facebook and Twitter. And today, if you hear the social media word, we're giving away a wonderful uh, travel little humidor carrying case and a triple torch table lighter that I think is made by Tarano. So if you hear the social media word, be the first to call in and win that. So, Cooch, what's up in the world? Wait, what?
I was supposed to do the news? What? Nobody <laughs> told me that. I thought I was just here to make jokes. Uh, with a lot of interesting things are going on, and I try to get all of it in as much as I possibly can. This is possibly my favorite story so far. In Western Russia, a discovery was made of two dozen women dressed up in doll clothes. Uh-huh. The interesting part here is they were all dead. Oh, no. Creepy. Yes. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this guy's name, but it's a really terrible story that at least 26 bodies were in a small three-bedroom apartment in the middle of Western Russia, the middle of nowhere, basically, and they all were female between the ages of 15 and 26 who died multiple years ago, anywhere from a year oh. to months to a couple of years. They were dried up, you know, mummified. And Creepy. <laughs> That's disgusting, Adam. It really is. But this <laughs> Great is, it gets, story. It gets worse. The guy visited hundreds of cemeteries at night and dug up the bodies with a oh. shovel. He then dragged them home and dressed them up as dolls. One skeleton was wearing a dress and stockings, and the other one was clothed to look like a teddy bear. Uh-huh. Wow. And here's the most interesting part. The guy is believed to have slept in a coffin, while on other nights he slept on benches at the cemeteries. He may have visited 750 cemeteries over the course of the entire time he was digging these well, bodies up. I mean, at least the uh, the bright side of the story is he d- didn't kill... Hold on, hold on he stop right there. He, the bright side? <laughs> he didn't actually kill any of these women. The They're bright, already dead. The bright side! <laughs> Well, there, and there you have it, folks, the bright side by Lady M. Absolutely. The worst part is the guy is described by residents of the village he lives in as a genius. He speaks 13 languages wow. and has a great knowledge of history, and he used to lecture at the local museum. Oh, the the noodle got So once, once again, it truly goes to show you genius and insanity are a very thin line that few can walk. You're living proof. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Uh, next up, Fresno Pacific <laughs> athlete held in naked rampage. Leonard Young, 21, ran naked through a convenience store parking lot and tried to steal a police car, beat a police officer and a police dog, and withstood three separate taser strikes. Wow. Yes. What was he, like, drugged up? Oh, well, absolutely. Witnesses at a gas station said Young assaulted two women in a parking lot, ran across the street, attacked a police officer, tried to push him out of the way, broke it all up, hit the police dog in the head while the guy was trying to get the police dog out, jumped in the car, started driving away, and the guy finally wrestled him out of there and got him away while another guy came, tased him, and then... They finally arrested him. He was on bath salts. I think he was our dummy. That, yeah. He was our dummy dialer <laughs> last Probably. week. A- absolutely. And they basically the kid was mad because he got kicked off the Fresno Pacific basketball team. So basically, this brings me to my final point today, guys. Don't do meth. No, I was going to say and drink four loco at the same time. Absolutely. Also, not <laughs> a good idea. That's a bad combination. Uh, the National Emergency Alert System apparently played Lady Gaga. This week. <laughs> the worst part is, I actually was witness to this. I was in the office at, at the store, walked out, and I look up at the televisions and I'm like, wait, are the, all of, everybody here listening to Lady Gaga's poker face? What's going on? I wanted to make fun of Brandon and the other guys who were working. To, but I looked up and there's a this image of the National Emergency Weather System. You know, this is just a test. 
But instead of like the usual, this is just a test of the National Weather Alert System, if this has been a real emergency, et cetera, et cetera, they're playing Poker Face by Lady Gaga. <laughs> Was it, is there a reason for that? or they, they just screwed up and they mixed the carts up. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. So basically, the National Hurricane Weather Service mounted a disaster alert system can't even get what they're supposed to say right in a test. I feel very confident they will save our lives at a natural disaster. I, I like the fact that Lady Gaga clips are that close in the cart next to national disasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, a lawyer sues a spa for a bad breakfast. This guy in New York is a member at this spa and would go there every morning where they had a fantastic full hotel breakfast, which is complimentary mm-hmm. because he's a member of the spa. Well, the restaurant closed for a month during the summer, and the guy had to put up with a cold breakfast. Just, you know, your bagels and stuff, mm-hmm. and you can't get a hot omelet or anything else. It's called the continental breakfast, just so you know. But well, yeah. you know. Is right. that what they call it? Yes. They call it a continental breakfast, but basically they're <laughs> calling it a, It's an English story, so that's why they're calling it a cold breakfast. Anyway, he is suing the restaurant for $230,000 in damages for having to eat a cold breakfast for a month while the restaurant was closed. Wow. The worst part is, if you're paying $5,000 a month for a spa package, or even just to be a member at the spa, Mm -hmm. why in the world are you not just buying your own breakfast? (laughs) It's absolutely atrocious. All right, so now we have a new segment I decided to come up with here. Uh Uh-oh. Of course, everyone knows. You guys on the show for the first time. He's making <laughs> I'm making a new segment. Adam is running this. Yeah, not many people know this, but I have ESPN. Don't you mean ESP? No, no, no. Um, I've got ESPN 1, 2, ESPN News, ESPN oh. U, ESPN Classic. But no, I am actually a bit of a, uh, wow, a telekinesis. I, I apologize to all our <laughs> listeners out there. Basically, these are the headlines that you will soon be seeing in the f- very near future. Ben & Jerry's stock reaches record highs as scores of newly single women try to cope with being dumped after forcing their significant others to see the latest Twilight movie. What? This is the no, the new Twilight movie's coming yeah. out next week. Everyone wants to see that movie. <laughs> no! Thank, Thank you, you, Colin. Thank yeah, you, Colin. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Do you have Thank any you. more? Because you got about 30 seconds. All right. Okay, this was one of my favorites. Heavy D's Last Will and Testament comes out. Now that we have found love, this is what you do with it. Adam. Took a second. I, I hope you got a couple more. Oh, well, I thought we had 30 seconds. Yeah, right. I mean, I want to end on a good one. <laughs> All right. Rick Perry's post-presidential campaign ads for Rick Perry's Brain Booster Tonic Sav Record Sales. Thank no. you. All right. Really? We're, we're going we're to cut him out of his misery. I, I guess I won't be feeling Brandon, Brandon anymore. Brandon right now is in a car somewhere driving, Listening. laughing. <laughs> he is on the floor rolling right now laughing at this segment. Oh, well, folks, listen, you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Don't go anywhere. we got the fray coming up. If you want to talk politics with our boy Chris Basso, give us a call at 877-960-9960. Also, your favorite segment, Dummy Dialer, on the way. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Say, did I ever tell you that you have a great ash? I'll take that as a compliment. Mm, that's so nice and firm. Yep, I enjoy showing off my ash. 
How can I get a terrific ash like yours? Well, it takes just a little practice and an H. Upman 1844 Reserve. A long white ash has been the hallmark of H. Upman cigars since 1844. And a long white ash is what separates the new H. Upman 1844 Reserve from the pack. Take the H. Upman Ash Challenge. Pick up a couple of H. Upman 1844 Reserves and check out its great ash for yourself. So now that we're both smoking H. Upman 1844 Reserves, we can compare ashes. My ash is bigger. Yeah, but my ash is prettier. Now who's showing off? H. Upman 1844 Reserve. It's one extraordinary cigar. The proof is in the ash. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Camacho Corojo, full body, full flavor, full satisfaction. The 94-rated Camacho Corojo, Cigar Aficionado's Top 5 Cigar for 2010. The world's only authentic Corojo cigar is handmade from first-generation Corojo tobaccos grown in the Hamastron Valley of Honduras. Rich, bold, and smooth, the Camacho Corojo's complex profile is truly unique and provides for a smoking experience like no other full-body cigar. For more information on Camacho cigars, visit us at www.camachocigars.com. Camacho Corojo is available. At all smoke in locations. Critically acclaimed La Gloria Cubano cigars are handcrafted in the Dominican Republic and have become known for their full-bodied, rich flavor and distinctive spicy sweetness. With multiple ratings of 90 or better from Cigar Aficionado and a listing in Rob Reports Best of the Best, it's no wonder that La Gloria cigars are a favorite among cigar connoisseurs. Taste for yourself why La Gloria Cubano cigars are one of the finest premium cigar brands in the market. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility stillbirth and low birth rate. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. In the last 10 years, one cigar company has eclipsed all others in growth. My Father's Cigars. And one cigar family has become a new industry legend. The Garcia family, La Reloba, and My Father's Cigars have been given 94 ratings by Cigar Aficionado. And My Father was rated the number three cigar of Cigar Aficionado's top 25 for 2010. Innovation, construction, consistency, and superior flavor are behind such accolades. Try one of the Garcia family's great cigars for yourself today. In today's market, value is king. And there is no greater value in premium cigars than Casa Magna, a Nicaraguan Porto blended by master blenders Manuel Quesada and Nestor Placencia. The Casa Magna Colorado Robusto is the only cigar to not only retail for under $10, but to also win Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado magazine. Try one of these delicious medium to full-bodied cigars today and satisfy your taste buds without 
emptying your wallet. They're not just great, they're Casa Magna great. Honest Dave here, and I gotta tell you about the coolest app that I just downloaded for free on my iPhone and iPad. It's called Cigar Boss. It features information, pictures, and reviews for over 7,000 cigars. Cigar Boss even lets me rate my favorite cigars and helps me find the perfect cigar that I want to smoke. The best part about Cigar Boss is that it's absolutely free. Download Cigar Boss on your iPhone, iPod, or iPad today. Also, be on the lookout for special smoking deals only on Cigar Boss. Android version coming soon. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Dave. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fine Cigars. I'm your host, Oz Abe, with the lovely Lady M, mm-hmm. and the debut of Adam <laughs> the Cooch Hooch. I have to read some of these shoutbox comments real quick here, I mean, because this is great. I, I never thought I would say this, but please bring back the Mick. I know. <laughs> I, I'm not even going. I'm not sniffling at all. Obviously, don't give up your day job. Yeah. Even drop dead hunting over, the Mick was better. <laughs> Then John D goes on and says, "Well, at least one person is worst. Wow, at least." <laughs> I think people are being harsh. I think I'm really enjoying Adam being here. The best is Brandon. Brandon, who's on the shout box and not here, posts buy. I'm selling tickets for Adam's stand-up comedy debut. Buy any box of cigars and get 75 free tickets. I'll be at the Improv <laughs> this weekend, opening, headlining my own show. Joe does give you a good shout. Say a good try, man. We applaud for you trying to fill in. So, And for uh, higher out there, yes, there are no rules in catching the garter. That was for you, bro. I appreciate that, higher. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. All right, folks. Now it's time for the hot political talk with our good friend, Chris Basso. The fray with Christian Basso. Chris, are you on the air? No, Chris is not on the air. Now he is. Chris? Hey, guys. What do you say, buddy? Oh, my gosh. What do I say? I got too much to say this week, man. There's just so much going on. I, but how is everybody today? We're doing good, pal. Good, good. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, treading water. <laughs> Adam's <laughs> treading water over here. So what do, you, what, do you, what do you got so much to say about that great well, political debate we had? Well, you know what? I don't even really want to get into the debate, the gaffe. I mean, I, I could talk about so much, Abe. I just, you know, I, I know you're an awesome dad, okay? And, 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 and for the life of me, I can't believe what's going on out there in Penn State. I, I, and, and, and the fact that you have students that are just uh, uh, lobbying for the, you know, for Paterno to get his job back and so on and so forth is complete and utter insanity to me. It, it's insanity. I don't want him to get his job back. I want him executed on national television. Wow. Okay? I want anybody involved in hurting little children annihilated. And this has been going on for 15 years, man. 
I, I don't understand why people aren't outraged by this. There's a prosecutor that was doing his own internal investigation because he was shut down from investigating any further that wind up missing. I mean, this is, this is bad. And, and the fact that you have these grown men, I hope everybody involved that heard beyond the walls, little boys screaming in the other side of the room, goes straight to where they ought to go. And, and, and to just sit back and I'm outraged by this. I, I can't believe that, that a, a school, an organization would try to cover something like this up for as long as they did over money. It just sickens me. Well, it definitely is extremely, extremely disturbing. <laughs> These are little kids, man. I mean, there's, there's supposedly like 40 cases, and it could be as many as 200. This guy signed out 200 orphans out of a, a, an orphanage to come and see the school, and they gave him access to the school since he resigned in 98. This has been going on since 98 and even before he resigned in 98, and they gave him full access to the facilities since then, where there's been all of these accusations that were made or uh, all of these uh, investigations that have been going on where the Penn State Police covers this. I hope everybody involved, everybody involved gets the electric chair. I, I swear to you. But in any case, let's get on to politics, man. Abe, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm holding back from saying the things that I really want to say because you know how I feel about kids and my kids, and I, I love children, man. Hey, listen, that's absolutely one of the most disturbing stories that's out there right now. And, you know, I hope they do catch everybody involved and get everybody who deserves what they're going to get gets it. I mean, without a doubt. But, and uh, I will personally sign up. They can put me on national television or put it on pay per view, charge twenty four ninety five, leave them in a room with me and a butcher knife, and I will personally execute all of them for everyone. Honestly, I, I, this is insanity what these guys did to these little kids. And for anybody to ignore and to turn around for the sake, I could never ignore this. I can never ignore this. I don't care. If I'm paternal, the second I find out about this, the second I do, I, I suspend my, 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 my assistant coach, I go right to the organization, I get on on national television, and I say, I'm not going to be a part of this. I suspended the guy pending investigation. We'll take his money. We'll put it away in escrow account. If he's found innocent, we'll go ahead and let him resign, keep his job and resume his position and collect his money. If he doesn't, I want him out of here on national television. Instead, the guy hid for, for God knows how long. It's, uh, anyway, let's get on to politics. you got Herman Cain who gets all of these allegations. We spoke about this last week with all of these women coming out and sexual harassment and so on and so forth. And how about, uh, how about Perry? With the, 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 I, I mean, I just, I, I can't believe on national television how he could just forget like that. I mean, this is a guy who has, uh, who's been in public office for, for the past 12 years as governor, who's just every, you know, I can't imagine how many times he's, he spoke in front of a microphone, in front of a, in front of a lot of people. Well, to, you know, Chris, a lot of political, political pundit in Washington, on both the left and the right side, you know who they're saying the big winner of the last Republican debate was? Uh, they're saying Newt Gingrich. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> it's really i mean i mean i it, you know it wasn't a, really a great show i mean i mean i think perry's done i mean we, we actually got a question here from um that question was actually from bob westerly of miami florida he says please comment what do you think about that comment that barack obama is the big winner of the debate well technically if you look at it he really is i mean what scares me is why people keep saying how articulate, how smart, how politically advanced intellectually Newt Gingrich is. 
but nobody seems to be lobbying Newt Gingrich all the way. You still have Romney leading all the way across heads up against any one of these candidates. Although since the last debate, Gingrich has has his uh, poll numbers have risen. I mean, you got Kane, uh, fortunately, still at eighteen percent because people aren't drinking the Kool Aid with all of these women that are stepping out of the woodworks trying to claim that uh, he sexually harassed them. He's still at eighteen percent uh, according to the last CBS uh, poll, which I think was done yesterday. You got Romney at fifteen percent, and Gingrich now came up and is at fifteen percent. But I think that's because of the the uh, fan base of, of, of Perry that, that was lost. But the reality is, the reality is, is that you have um, Romney, who just seems to be coasting along. It's like everybody versus Romney. What I'm looking for is somebody to step up and say, hey, Gingrich, you know, I'll support Gingrich. But the problem is they keep talking about this baggage, and I don't know what this baggage is. I heard that, you know, a couple extramarital affairs and stuff like that. Who cares? I mean, I, I, I understand it has a lot to do with his character, um, but we got a president in office right now who admitted to partying and doing cocaine. So, I mean, you speak about character. I just I want somebody politically who knows his way around both uh, the House uh, and the Senate, who can work across party lines, who's been there. I mean, he worked in, in conjunction with Clinton during one of the greatest economic expansions in American history. I mean, this is a guy who I think is extremely qualified uh, to run this country, and, and, and it's somebody that I'm advocating for. Any other questions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got one from Ted Freeburn from Jasper, Mississippi. <laughs> At what point are Perry's big money donors going to concede he doesn't have what it takes to win the nomination and start putting their money behind a different horse? Uh, that's He's- what I'm hoping for, and that's what I'm, I wonder if that's why we see uh, Newt Gingrich's poll numbers coming up. I-, I can't imagine smart people throwing good money after bad. He's never going to make it. I mean, there's just too many uh, character flaws. And, and, and listen... He could be the greatest governor in the world, which it seems like he almost is. I mean, it's amazing what he's done with his own state. Has he made some mistakes with, uh, uh, with forcing the, 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 uh, the girls to, to get that, uh, that shot? Yeah, fine. That, that, that happens. Uh, as far as giving illegal immigrants uh, funding for, to go to college, I mean, those are all debatable issues. But it's very, very difficult as a Republican uh, governor to run a state because you've got to work with both the Democrats and what they're asking for, and you've got to make your state work and operate and obviously he does it real well since all the businesses are looking to move to his state and he has an unbelievable uh, economy going on right there but has he ever had to take a paternity test what do you mean no. Why would he? i know he had extramarital affairs was there any did you Rick Perry never had any. Oh, you know, Rick, I was talking business. about Newt. Oh, about, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, this is nobody's really gone after Newt because he hasn't been in the limelight to go after. But they're saying that's the reason why he's being held back. Now, if it has anything to do with him as a, I don't want to say as a human being because obviously we want our president to to lead by example as far as character is concerned. But I mean. It, 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 the guy that I see every day, the articulate man that I see represent uh, the Republican Party, uh, I love. I, he says all the right things economically, all the right things socially. Now, as far as his personal character is concerned, I mean, uh, let's call a spade a spade. There have been presidents in the White House that have all had these kind of affairs. There's been all kinds of allegations made. I think that that's something that we can never run away from in today's society because society has changed so much. So, to me, I don't look at that anymore as a character floor as maybe they did back in the 30s and 40s. 
But I can understand that you want your leader of the free world to be of impeccable, impeccable stature. And, 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 and that's why, but we have a president in the White House who claims that smoked pot, who claims that snorted coke. I mean, it, it, think about it. It, it. Times are changing. We had, uh, we had uh, Willie in the White House who, with Monica Lewinsky. Things are changing now. So if that's Newt's only character flaw, I can live with that because we need to turn this country around. Economically, Chris, I got somebody on the shout box asking here. Uh, this is uh, Joe. Let's talk about immigration. What do you think should be done there? Well, that's a, a great subject. I mean, listen, um, huh, I got. What do I have? I have a lot to say about this. You got two minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know what, Abe? There's a system of process here in this country. Okay. I have. Uh, I have a girlfriend who lives with it herself. She uh, with a, a visa and 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 getting her green card and stuff of that nature. I, I mean, this is this is the American way. People file for it legally. Now, what I don't like is all the tax money that we're losing because of all the underground illegal immigrants that come to this country that take our jobs because they're willing to work for less. And you have smart corporations that are dealing with an insane administration where they got to do whatever they can to save money. So uh, you can't blame them, but I, I think I think that there has to be some sort of regulation in order. I think we need to stop these corporations from hiring illegal immigrants. I think that even if they do want to hire them, let's put them on the books. Let's let them file legally for American status here. And in the me- in meantime, you also tax them if they want to be able to work within this country. I, I don't have a problem. I mean, this is, our country was built on immigrants. What I have a problem is, with is the ones that are coming into this country looking to take advantage of the system and send all their money back to their foreign lands. That I have a problem with. So that's as, as far as immigration is concerned, I think we can honestly put together some form of a system. Our system works right now. We just really need to enforce it, to be honest with you. It just truly needs to be enforced. And as long as you have these Dems in office, these are the people, the liberals, oh, everybody fair, free, let's live off the land, these flower child mentality. It's destroying the very core of what this country was built on. We give everybody a chance. I have it. You've had it. We, you know, we had our fair chance every day. But, you know, to, to sit back and say that somebody can illegally do something because we're free, good-loving flower children is also chaos in a perfectly designed system of which our forefathers designed. And, and, and so if you want to, if, as far as immigrants are concerned, come to the country, but do it the legal way. That's it. And there you have it, the fray with Christian Basso. Chris, thanks for calling in. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to round up a lot of great stuff for next week, my friend. Absolutely, guys. Hey, take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye, Chris. Bye. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, folks. we still got a lot more for you. we got what everybody loves, Dummy Dialer, coming up after the break. Also, our Meet Your Maker segment and also our Monte Cristo $50 weekly trivia question. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on CV Radio. Smoke and Stogies. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next, how about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word satisfying enjoy the delightful moments of life with spirit and emotion either for oneself or together with friends this is a genuine lifestyle it is davidoff's the good life uniting craftsmanship dedication and knowledge of tradition has been the key to the success of the davidoff brand davidoff when only the best will do smoke in is a proud davidoff appointed merchant and proudly offers a wide selection of the highly acclaimed davidoff white label cigars for your nearest smoke in location visit www.smokein.com. The Oliva family of cigars has over five generations of cigar and tobacco experience, and the Oliva family makes some of the finest and most affordable premium cigars. Oliva has something for everyone. Mild and creamy? Try the Connecticut Reserve line. Prefer something bold and rich? Then light up an Oliva Series V, one of the highest rated cigars in the world. Oliva cigars can be found at all smoking locations. So ask for Oliva. Unbeatable value, uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. You may know Zycar is a world leader in quality cigar accessories, but the HC Series cigars are also second to none. The HC Series cigars available in three different blends capture the spirit of Havana and the high ratings speak for themselves. These cigars are perfectly blended for that balance of rich, hearty flavor and tasty smoke. Look for Zycar's new limited edition, Salomon, available at Fine Tobacconist this fall. Smoking cigars are proud purveyors of all three blends of Zycar's HC Series cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted secrets for three generations, the legacy continues San Latano. Signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich box press San Andreas wrapped Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his newest creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval, using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance like no other. Go out today and ask for your local tobacconist for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoke-in locations. 
For over 75 years, one cigar has set the quality standard against which all others are measured and has become the world's most recognized and revered brand. Monte Cristo. Whether you prefer the subtle complexities of Monte Cristo Classic, the smooth elegance of Monte Cristo White, the rich, seductive flavor of Monte Cristo Platinum, or the dark and mysterious Monte Cristo Reserva Negra, you are savoring, quite simply, the best of the best. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach Honest Abe, Lady M, or Brandon to Mick, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. See you Welcome back. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Um, and that was uh, Christian Basso there with the fray. I, I tell you what, these guys are on the shop box just blasting away. I, I don't know why you guys don't pick up the phone and call in. I mean, this shop box just blows up during... Uh, oh, there we go. It's for dummy It's that time, folks. This one we call Fast Food Detox. Yes, for those of you who don't listen, we have uh, callers who call into our stores, uh, actually on a more frequent basis than you would imagine, asking us for the weirdest things. So we decided to have a little fun with them and record those calls for your pleasure. Uh, the character here is uh, a favorite, Boris, which is our nice Russian uh, clerk done by Good Izzy. Good old Boris. Good old Boris done by Boris. Izzy. Props out to you, Izzy. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's a couple college kids just who fall in love with Boris. Go ahead, hit it, Colin. Hello, this is Boris. Hello, Boris. Uh, do you have any detox kits? Detox kits? Yeah, like the drinks and stuff like that. What this product for? Uh, cleaning out your system. Cleaning out system from what? From uh, toxins. You mean like drugs? Uh, I mean it's like it's like a, a body cleansing kit. My American friend, if you no do drugs. You have no need for detox kit. Buddy, it's not not about drugs. It's to cleanse your body. Oh, alcohol? Vodka? Yeah. You drink vodka? Alcohol, uh, like McDonald's, food like... Oh, detox for McDonald's. We have. We have detox for McDonald's. It's called Burger King. <laughs> buddy, I, I, buddy, now I just want to meet you. Uh, hey, listen, listen, listen. We smoke some weed, man. You got anything to get it out of our system? No, no. Not good for smoke weed. Huh? It's not good for smoking weed. Yeah, I know, I know. We didn't have any hashish, man. It didn't get to us yet. Oh, hashish much better than weed. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> so you don't have any detox kits like fake urine or anything like that? No, no, we have not these products. Uh, Do you have hashish? Do you have any hashish? <laughs> hashish? 
No, not in store. <laughs> but you, but you can get it. Maybe behind dumpster, behind store, I can get hashish. <laughs> well, how much is it? I'll come by there and get it. I don't sell, but usually there are two guys by dumpster and they sell hashish. My family makes this vodka. Your family makes the vodka? My family makes vodka. I think they're I'm kind of nervous now. They might put some hashish in there. No, my family don't do hashish. Only opium. <laughs> <laughs> my family don't do hashish. Only opium brought from Afghanistan. Oh, opium. So, you get, so that's what you're on. No, not now. I work now. <laughs> <laughs> Only after hours. After hours, so we come by after hours, you'll smoke in with us? Okay, okay, if you come by today, we smoke. Main Street, Thank you very much. We we meet when you come. Sounds good. Okay, my friend. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. They, th- they think they're pranking him and just keeping him running, and it's like, they don't get it. That's oh. my favorite character by far. Hey, sorry about the static. Sometimes our little um, unit there picks up, but we thought that was uh, still good enough to share. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny, Boris. Good job, Busy. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. And there we have it. Today we have the godfather of boutique cigars, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, on the air. Ernesto, are you there? I'm here, buddy. How's everything going? Hey, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning, sir. How's everything? Everything's great. You know, thanks uh, for having uh, you know myself and my son. Uh, it's really, it's really uh, you know great to be able to uh, talk to you and, and our customers out there, and uh, you know tell them a little bit about us and. Uh, you know what we're doing so you know thanks for inviting us on your show no it's our pleasure it's our honor and listen since you started why don't you give us a little history of how your family got into the cigar business and how eventually you got involved well my family you know they go back to uh, 1907 when uh, you know my father and my grandfather and uh, his brother used to make uh, cigars in the streets of cuba and um, my father uh, when he first got into the business he got into the growing business and it wasn't until 48 when he bought his first factory in Cuba, at Credito Cigar Factory. And uh, he was, you know, he uh, got into politics and was doing the, you know, the, uh, the manufacturing, the tobacco buying, the politics. And, uh, you know, so he was quite a busy man, as you can imagine. And then, you know, in 1959, uh, we had to leave Cuba because of the, uh, you know, the change in government. And, uh, you know, we came to the States. In 68, he decided to go back into the business because, you know, he saw the writing on the wall that he wasn't going to be able to go back to uh, Cuba. 
So we started in 68 uh, with one employee uh, and my wife, uh, who at that time was about uh, 15, 16 years old. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really until about 1970, 72 that I started working with him also. So it was just, uh, you know, a humble beginning. Uh, little by little, he started growing the business. And in uh, 1980, unfortunately, you know, he passed away, and I took over the business and just started, um, you know, moving, going to Big Smokes, uh, not Big Smokes, uh, RPDAs, Big Smokes went around at that time. And, um, you know, just uh, if, you, if you recall, Abe, at that time, the business was uh, very small. It was not really what it is today, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's more, there's more finesse, there's more of uh, everything involved in this, uh, in this industry now. No, absolutely, and, and I want to. We just got him on the line. We couldn't get him earlier, but I want to say good morning to your son, uh, Ernie hey. Junior. You there? I'm here. Hey, good morning, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Ernesto. I mean, is it true? Like in the beginning, while your dad was working, you were up uh, being a musician somewhere, correct? Yeah, I, I was. I started. I've been playing uh, drums since I was about 19, and that was kind of my my full time job at that time. So that's why, you know, I didn't go into the business right away with my father. What would happen is, you know, like I would play at night, uh, you know, get up around 9, 10, go work to, with him to about, you know, 4, 5, or 6, you know, go back and uh, do my, my music gig because, you know, I really love music. And I thought that that was basically what I, you know, what I wanted to do, be a musician. But, um, you know, it turned out that uh, that wasn't the case, that I uh, was meant to be a, a, a cigar maker. And that's uh, fate and that's destiny. So that's why, you know, it started, uh, you know, once he started getting uh, uh, sick and, uh, you know, I started getting more involved with him and, and all aspects of the business, you know, the blending, the, uh, you know, handling the people, which is very important nowadays. You know, nowadays it's not only about, you know, having a factory. It's having the right people around you that will help you, you know, and, and play into your, uh, to your vision to, uh, you know, make that business grow. Well, and I have to say I've been very lucky that, you know, that, you know, ever since I opened up my uh, my factory in Dominican, uh, you know, and even here in Miami when I took over the factory, I've always had good people around me that has really, you know, uh, helped me achieve what, you know, what we've achieved as a uh, as a company as and as a family. Well, you've done, you've done a lot of great things, but let me just, let everybody who's listening know it doesn't take anything away from your drum skills. I've seen you play. You're great. <laughs> you're a great drummer. So, look. So you began with a little factory in Cayocho, and just right. curious at the time, how many cigars were you producing a year when you just had the factory down on Eighth Street? Okay, when I when you know when uh, when my father started, you know, we started with one cigar maker, and the most that he had at one time was like fifteen. But you got to remember, you know, these cigar makers in Cuba. A lot of them were like in their 70s and their 80s. I mean, you would have cigar makers there that would make 50, 75, 100 cigars a day. Uh, the old, you know, the old way. I mean, so I was exposed to a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, old techniques from the uh, from these people that worked in the best factories in, in Cuba. Uh, so the most they made at one time maybe was like, uh, you know, I want to say about 250,000 a year. Okay. And then when we, I go, yeah, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Ernesto. And then when I took over... Uh, you know, we started growing little by little, and realistically, about 19, you know, 92, once we got rated in Cigar Aficionado and all that, uh, you know, we started producing, I think the most we produced 
at one time was uh, 750000 you know, that was working, like, you know, day and night, basically. So that was the most that we produced uh, at, at that time. Is that just in 8th Street prior to your Dominican factory? On, you... uh, right, on 8th Street. Right. Wow, that's amazing. That's it is amazing amount. because, you know, we worked from, uh, you know, uh, 6 a.m. to about 10 a.m. You know, I was like uh, five days a week. And then on Saturday, we went like, you know, maybe like eight hours. So, yeah. I mean, it was nonstop. We had about 30, five star makers. Yeah, it was, you know, constantly because the demand was there. But, you know, still it was not enough. And that's one the, one of the reasons that in 96, I opened the uh, factory in Dominican Republic. Just, just to give our listeners a little perspective, and, and I know opening up that factory always had a little... You know, kinks to iron out. But when you got it rearing, you know, going, how many cigars were you producing at the height of of La Gloria when you had the factory? At the height, we produced uh, six million cigars. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's out of a huge factory. So to do seven hundred fifty out of a little room on Eighth Street is mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It really is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had you got to remember we had uh, you know, a lot of people just know the little store that we had there on Eighth Street. Or that we had there on A Street. Uh, we had, basically, we had about, uh, let me see, we had like three places in, 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 that, uh, in that strip where we, you know, where we were making uh, cigars. So it wasn't just there. You know, people would come in and just see there, like, you know, maybe 10, 15 cigar makers. But then we had like two other rooms where we had another, you know, 15, 20 cigar makers. Wow. So, yeah, but it was, uh, and, and at that time also, I mean, um, the demand was such that, you know, we had to find ways to uh, to make more cigars. And, you know, one of the reasons that, that I decided to go to Dominican, you know, aside from the demand, was the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of other cigar factories started opening up all, all around us, as, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're well aware of. Absolutely. And so that made it difficult for us to, you know, keep cigar makers and, and really, uh, you know, compete in a lot of aspects. Well... Ernesto and Ernie, don't go anywhere. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to take a little break. And we got a lot more questions for the both of you right after this uh, break. Uh, you are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on CV Radio. to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Honest Abe, Lady M, and Brandon the Mick are here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the crew, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's your host, Honest Abe. Yeah, now, now we're on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're trying to decide when we're going to be on. Nobody wants to make a decision. Give a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Today in our Meet Your Maker segment, we have the godfather of boutique cigars, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and his son, Ernesto Jr. Gentlemen, you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. Thanks for being with us this morning, and thanks for hanging on, guys. Uh, let's get just right into this. So I want to talk about 
this, which is important to me, because I'm I'm trying to work my way. You guys, I mean, especially Ernesto, you experienced the American dream. You took your little cigar factory at Cayocho, built a major business, eventually sold. At what point did you even begin to think that you were going to try this all over again? And how much were you influenced by the fact that now you had the opportunity to work alongside your son and daughter? Right. Well, you know, that, that was really what, um, you know, made it, uh, you know, that much more uh, important for me to, to do this with, with, uh, with uh, my son and daughter, no? Uh, basically, I was working with the uh, with General Cigar, and about, you know, after about eight years with them, or six years with them, you know, I decided that I wanted to leave and, and you know, do something else. My original idea at that time was, you know, doing, uh, you know, boutique brands, you know, making cigars for other people and, you know, just running the factory. And, you know, my reasoning behind that was that, you know, I didn't want to get involved with the marketing, the sales, the finance, and all that type of stuff. So that was the original idea. And then when, um, you know, Ernie and, and Lisette uh, heard about this, you know, we started talking. Ernie was working. Uh, Lisa was doing her thing also here in, in, uh, in Miami. And, uh, you know, we started talking about, you know, doing something together. I mean, they were excited about it, uh, but under one condition. And that condition was that if we were to do something, that it would be with our own brand, you know, not make cigars for somebody else uh, at the beginning, but, you know, do something with our own brand. And uh, this is how it came about that, you know, we decided to uh, start the, uh, you know, the company, uh, the three of us. So basically now what I do, you know, I do uh, I do all the tobacco buying. I work down in the Dominican Republic, you know, the factory down there. Uh, and Ernie's basically in charge of marketing and sales. And uh, they said she's doing uh, most of the operational work and uh, the legal work. So, I mean, it, it's... Uh, you know, it, it's it's almost like a, a second dream coming true because I think that's what, you know, every parent at one time or another that owns a business wants, wants uh, their, their children to be involved. And the funny thing is that, you know, it was something that I really never thought that they'd be interested in, in doing this. And, uh, you know, so to me it was a surprise when they, they came on and said, you know, let's do it. And I have to say it's, you know, uh, probably one of the best decisions that I've made in, uh, in my life you know, working with my kids. Yeah, Ernesto, this is Adam. I want to go ahead and bring Ernie in here for a second. Uh, sure. You know, Ernie, as, as another man behind the man, you probably understand this as well as I do when you've got a, you know, a big face like your dad is the face of the company. we got Abe, the face of the smoke-in franchise. I mean, what's the biggest struggle in, you know, continuing to get that out and continuing, and what do you see as the biggest thing facing or problem facing the brand? Well, in terms of, in terms of, um, you know, my dad being the face, obviously, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. And, um, you know, me and my sister, honestly, we started, um, I was born in 1981, and he would say he took over the factory in 1980. And I would say from 1981 until I had a car, I pretty much spent every single second outside of school in that factory and sold it my sister. So needless to say, we've been around this for a very long time. Um, and it was one of those things that, you know, me and my sister, we felt, um, you know, we kind of had to go out and do our own thing before we came back in, into the family business. And obviously when my dad sold the business, I think all of us kind of thought that was, that was the opportunity um, was gone. And, and, he, and, and, and honestly, before he sold it, he came to both and said, hey, look, if you guys want to be a part of this, um, I don't care how much money they offer me. I, I won't sell this for anything because my, my dream is obviously to work with you guys. 
Uh, but at the time, we wanted to go out and do our own thing, which we did. And I think that helped us out a lot because all of us were able to, you know, see different experiences and learn different things and, and um, obviously build the skills to, to make this business successful. So I think having gone through all that and, and now coming back, it's been great. So, I mean, all of us have a very, I would say, defined role. Um, as my dad said, I do the sales and the marketing. He does the production, the blending, sourcing the tobacco. My sister does, you know, all the other stuff and helps us with everything else as well. And, you know, little by little, my dad is, is, is obviously trying to teach us as much as possible about the, um, you know, the blending, the production. And, and it's one of those things I honestly do think it's, it's kind of in our family's blood. And um, my dad's still a very young man, so I think he'll be a- around for, for a very long time. And, um, and whenever he's ready to pass the baton, I think we'll be ready. Um, but obviously with our advertising stuff, you know, we've really emphasized the face of the three of us um, because it's really the three of us now are part of this business. And, and um, you know, we need my sister to go out to events and ourselves and all that type of stuff as well. Absolutely. It's a good thing. Well, I had the pleasure of working with my father. Well, pleasure and displeasure of working with my father for about uh, four years before I eventually moved to Florida and uh, got into the first cigar shop down here. So there's definitely a self-fulfillment and and joy of of working in a family business like that. You know, my my question, uh, I'd like to ask uh, Ernesto this because, you know, my good friend Sal Fontana in his later years, I tried many times to convince him to, at this point in his career, come out with his own brand and do something like like you've done, and he just wouldn't do it. And part of the reason why I feel here in the end, and you know, God rest his soul, why he didn't do it was he had had such a long career in the history and was so well respected and had such a reputation that I think he was a little afraid of trying to come out with a brand again and maybe it not doing so well and didn't want didn't want that to be the way he was remembered. Were you ner- I mean, I mean, Ernesto. I mean, obviously, you had, you had plastered yourself along the history of of the cigar industry with the La Gloria Cabana, you know, La Gloria Cabana brand. You know, did you feel any pressure, or were you concerned in any way that trying to start all over again? That you know, it may be something that now may have not worked out well, and it'd be like the the heavyweight boxer who comes out for that you know final fight, and you know, it might have changed what you had created before. Was there any pressure like that? Well, the, the pressure, <clears throat> the pressure, I think, uh, you know, was there. Uh, but I think, you know, the, one of the reasons that I got so excited about doing this is because, you know, I feel that nowadays the cigar industry, I mean, it's evolved so much in so many aspects. And I think the most important thing, <clears throat> I mean, you know, the tobacco that's out there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was just uh, this week in, in, in Dominican. I just came back yesterday. And, you know, the things that, you know, people are doing there with tobacco, it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, and so, you know, I had, I had, uh, I had that, that confidence that having all this availability of tobacco was, you know, going to make it that much easier for me to come out with new blends that were going to be different than what I was doing before. So, I mean, there's pressure, but I know that, uh, I mean, I know I've been around for a long time. And, and and I know what I wanted to do. I know the uh, the concept that, you know, we as a company had in mind and what we wanted to, uh, you know, kind of cigars we wanted to put out there. And I have to say that nowadays uh, I'm very satisfied uh, as, you know, with, you know, what we're coming out with and what we're going to be coming out of in the future. 
because, you know, the, 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 the thing now is that, you know, we're all involved in thinking, you know, new ways. Like, I'll come up with ideas, and Ernie will, you know, come up with marketing ideas. And he said we'll come out with, you know, you know names or whatever. So, I mean, it's really exciting for me. I mean, I, will, I think right now, in spite of the fact that we have so many uh, regulations and all kinds of things, I think right now the cigar industry is at its peak in quality and, uh, you know, things that are being done. And, you know, you're a witness to that because, you know, right now in Florida, you know, you have uh, six or seven stores, and you see all the different products that, that are, you know, that are offered to you and to your uh, customers every day, you know, from different manufacturers. So, you know, I, I, was, not, I was not really uh, afraid of coming out with a new brand because I knew that, you know, it was going to be successful. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, I've been doing this too long, and uh, the only way this is going <laughs> to change is if, if you know, if I, if, it's, if, I, if I mess it up. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm not going to brag, but when I heard you were getting back and starting your own company, I, I remember driving down there like a year before you even started. Just I remember. A new, yep. I, I drove down there and I said, listen, I'm happy, I'm excited. Cause, you know, I've been a big fan when, when La Gloria, before I was even in the business and I was smoking your product, when La Glorias were still coming in bundles. And, of course, you know, El Rico Habana was one of my favorite full-body cigars and they disappeared for a few years and then you bought it back. But um, the second I heard, I, I, I said, I, I got to go down, I got to talk to him. I got to make sure that if he comes out with cigars, my store's got it. And I, I think I was there like at least like a, almost a year before you sent out your first cigars. That's correct. That's correct. You came down to uh, to our, our first street shop, and we and we you know we sat in the office and we talked about this. And you know we, you've always been a, a supporter of us. And uh, needless to say, you know how much we appreciate that. Well, we appreciate it goes in both ways. Um, well, I have a question, like Ernesto. What what core value do you live by that that really keeps you going and runs and and really makes you as successful as you are as um, in the cigar industry? Well, you know, needless to say, I've, I've had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of mentors in, in this business. Uh, you know, I mean, coming from a small uh, factory, you got to remember when my father started, there were over twenty six factories. Uh, Chinchales in Miami, and and I see these people work, you know, eight to eight to nine, eight to ten, eight to eleven at night. It was nonstop. So I mean, when I got into this, you know, that was already kind of how do you say, uh, <coughs> impregnated, and and to me that this was the way it had to be done. And you know, it's all about you know working hard, doing the right things for your customers. You know, you don't want to cheat your customers. You don't want to lie to them telling them you're going to do one thing and do another. Uh, you want to have that respect, you know, from the people you're dealing with. And you got to have respect from your, your employees that they feel comfortable that whatever you do, you know, long-term is for their benefit also. You know, it's not only about me. It's about, you know, uh, my family and our other family, which is, you know, the employees that we have. And, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, I... I I say I admire a lot of people. You know, I want to. Uh, you know, I'm, I want. I want to think that I'm like the Steve Jobs of the cigar industry. Mm. <laughs> and, and the, yeah, I mean that. That's my goal. I like that. That's my goal. That's the. Uh, you know, that's my goal, and I think I have the. Uh, you know, with because uh, I, I got to be frank. You know, I know about tobacco. I know about cigars, but when it comes to numbers and marketing and sales, I'm not the best uh, kid on the block. Well, I, so I think you got a good. That I, yeah, I think you've got a good point there, Ernesto. I mean, you're you know like the Steve Jobs. You are continually coming out with new products. I mean, 
this year alone. You had the Elanco series, the new Connecticut Davinos, the 2011 short run series, the new uh, Maduros. I mean, so what's going to come in next? Well, we have we're working on uh, we're working on uh, a couple of things. I want to say uh, uh, this coming year, uh, the first quarter, we're coming out with the uh, the short run. You know, we weren't kind of uh, we weren't planning on coming out with the short run the following years, but uh, you know, Ernie is getting now into making blends also. So I have to say that this is uh, you know one of Ernie's first uh, uh, introduction into blending uh, a cigar and. Um, so you know that's going to be new for for the first quarter. Uh, we're doing something with uh, John Huber and Mike Condors, the uh, four kicks. We just shipped out uh, last week the first batch. So we'll be doing that next year. That was actually, then, that was actually one of my next questions, Ernesto. You beat me to it. You know, a lot of okay. hype's been around the release of the four kicks, which just landed in stores recently. Right. Um, this is the first cigar that you're producing for another company, and, and how how did that relationship come about? I mean. Uh, uh, it was just interesting to see that it happened so fast. Yeah, the thing is that, you know, <clears throat> we've had a lot of people come and, you know, ask us to do cigars. But, you know, our goal is, you know, first of all and foremost, you know, we want to grow our own brand. We want to be established and be a known brand in the, in the industry. And, uh, you know, we just want to go out and mass produce cigars for the sake of, you know, of selling cigars and, and doing volume. So when this, uh, when Mike and John came to us, you know, they came, I think it was about February of this year. And, you know, we talked about it. Uh, we kind of felt each other out as far as, you know, what the philosophy was, you know, what their philosophy was, you know, what, what ours is as far as uh, growing the business. And, uh, you know, basically they were almost in tune with us. You know, they want to be a super boutique brand. Uh, there's no rush to make, you know, millions of cigars. So about, you know, three months later, you know, we got together again and, uh, you know, we decided to do this. So what I did was, you know, I had them come down to the factory and, and we worked out on different blends. And that's how the, uh, you know, four kicks came about. But they had been, uh, you know, they had been working on this before, needless to say. And, uh, you know, they have a very uh, unique perspective. As to the, you know, what they want from the cigar and how they want to market it. Well, it seems very interesting. We literally just got the four kicks in, so I haven't had a chance to try it. You try it yet? I haven't tried it yet. It's on my short list of things i got to do. We just got them in on Thursday. They're uh, on the shelf now. So, yeah, we just got them in. Now, now i got a very interesting question i got to ask you before we end this. But in 1997, during the boom, you did an interview with Marvin Schenken. Right. Uh, Marvin asked you... What do you see slowing down the growth rate in the cigar industry? Do you remember what your reply was? I, I do, and I think it's true in any business. You know, I think the only way that this industry, like I mentioned before, in spite of everything else that's going on, I think uh, you know, us as an industry, you know, the manufacturers, the retailers, you know, that are the people that are out there promoting our, our, our cigars, you know, we're the only ones that I think that can really... Uh, damage this industry in the sense of, you know, putting inferior product out there and basically not, uh, you know, not doing the best job that we can when we're making our cigars, you know, when we're growing tobacco. Uh, you know, this is, this, is, this is not only an industry, you know, this is a, a, this is a, a lifestyle, 
this is something that if you're going to do it, you have to be obsessed with it. You know, you got to work 24-7, and there's no stop. Well, your specific your specific response at the time was the only thing that stopped the, this boom is the price of cigars. People can't afford to pay ten, twelve, or fifteen dollars for a cigar. And I'm just well, curious. I that one. Yeah, I'm just curious. How do you feel about that statement over a decade later? Well, the thing is, <clears throat> you know, realistically, you know, when when I made that statement, tobacco was selling basically. You know, you could get wrappers for eight, nine, ten dollars a pound. Uh, you could get tobacco for three or four dollars, you know, a pound. Nowadays, it's a lot different. Nowadays, you want, if you want to have a, a quality product, uh, you know, you can pay anywhere from seven dollars to eight dollars a pound of tobacco. Uh, wrappers is anywhere from you know eighteen to thirty-five to fifty dollars, depending on the type of wrapper. And if you want to keep consistency, you have to invest money, and that means you know buying tobacco for you know not only what you're going to need for the next month, but buying tobaccos for two or three years. Uh, and I'll be frank with you, you know, when we first started this, you know, Ernie and I and Lisa, we sat down and said, look, we're going to need X amount of money to secure wrapper, to secure tobacco, and it's been a large investment. But you know what? It's something that you need to do nowadays if you want to put out a, a quality product. Cigars is not like, you know, like... Uh, computers or machines that, you know, you can buy parts on time and that type of stuff. I mean, that works fine for that. But when you're making cigars, you got to have that, you know, that tobacco inventory that's, uh, you know, you're going to secure the, uh, the consistency and the quality that the, uh, you know, the cigar smoker is, is going to be looking for. And put in and a lot of... to say that, you know, that's, that entails, you know, uh, uh, borrowing money or whatever, and... Um, Nowadays it's expensive, so it's not like it used to be back in '97. And of course, '97, yeah, we sold cigars for what, uh, two dollars, three dollars, and we were making money. Nowadays you sell a cigar, you know, realistically, six, seven dollars, and uh, you know you're not making that much of a margin. You know, we're working on very low margins because you can't charge, you know, ten, eleven, or twelve dollars for a cigar nowadays. And and realistically, I think. Uh, be able to, you know, uh, open up, you know, bigger markets than, than uh, that are that are out there, you know. Well, also all the tender, loving care that you got to put into developing the cigars as well. But exactly, Ernesto, I really want to thank you and uh, Ernie Jr. for uh, coming on the show today. We hope you uh, enjoyed the time here. We've definitely learned a lot of new things, and hopefully, our listeners learned some new things and enjoyed themselves. And hopefully, we'll get you on the show again sometime soon. Anytime. Just let us Thank know. you, guys. Hey, thanks a lot, fellas. We'll uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Thank you. Well, listeners, don't go anywhere. Uh, we got the Bloggers Corner uh, coming up with uh, Dan Reeve from Cigar uh, Explorer. Also, the Monte Cristo $50 trivia question and another dummy dialer. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on CV Radio. Oh, hey, girl, hey. Kiss My Ash Radio on CV Radio. Want to add some big-time pleasure to your life, the guilt-free kind? Then light up a Vega Fina cigar. Vega Fina is a great cigar and a great value to boot. Highlighted by a select Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, it delivers a smooth, mild-to-medium-bodied, top-quality smoke. With Vega Fina, you get a lot of enjoyment for less. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? 
Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. CAO cigars are innovative. CAO cigars are cutting edge. CAO cigars are just simply cooler than the competition. From the original classics, CAO Gold and Maduro, to the unique Brasilia and Italia, to the critically acclaimed La Traviata, and the highly anticipated new CAO Osa Soul collection, there's a CAO cigar for everyone. See for yourself why CAO Cigar has 12 lines, scoring 90 points or higher in Cigar Aficionado. Whether it's a special occasion or just another day, there's a CAO Cigar that's waiting to be a part of the moment. Time for a cigar? Go for a CAO. Surgeon General's warning, cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912. Artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos. Making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series. The Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. Experience the mystery of Gurkha, one of the world's greatest cigar brands. Discover a century of tradition with each uniquely handcrafted cigar made from a variety of the finest tobaccos. When only the best will do, for those with a distinguished palate, indulge in a highly acclaimed Gurkha Grand Reserve. Evil, Assassin, Ninja, and the three new retailer-exclusive brands, Cellar Reserve, Royal Challenge, and Seduction. Gurkha cigars are now available at fine tobacconists everywhere and all smoke-in locations. Join the Gurkha tribe today. EO Brands features cigars that have been rated in the 90s and in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25. Whether you're smoking a 601 series, the Dark Rich Murcielago, or the Spicy Punch of the Cubao series, you experience a rush of bold and hearty smoke reminiscent of Old Havana. Looking to push the envelope and try the new 601 La Bamba. The 601 La Bamba is the fullest body cigar to hit the market and will surely be a flavor bomb in your mouth. All fine EO brand cigars can be found at your nearest fine tobacconist and all smoke-in locations. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a nine. 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. Old world Cuban tradition and heritage can be felt in every cigar from Pete Johnson's Havana Cellars. Whether you're smoking a Tatuaje, La Riqueza, Cabaguan, Ambos Mundos, or El Triunfador, Fausto, or La Casita. You will always experience a unique smoking sensation that will take you back in time. Chosen as Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 and with multiple ratings above 90, see for yourself why everyone is raving about the fine cigars from Pete Johnson and Havana Cellars. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano 
recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. That was, that was a weird transition, Colin. Yeah, I mean, we had the whole Western thing going, and then you're just moving to this. I mean, what are you doing, man? I was getting ready to do my Clint Eastwood impersonation. I know. I was ready, to, I was ready for the OK Corral thing with the do do Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Honest Abe here, along with the gang, the lovely Lady M, and sitting in for Brandon the McFoster, Adam the Cooch. Yeah. Still here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious. Whatever happened to lingerie week? We never got to that. Were so, we supposed to have a lingerie I know. week? I, I wasn't informed. I didn't realize you were listening to our show way back then. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes if I was bored. Well, listen, for all our listeners in tribute to uh, Veterans Day yesterday, uh, we have our Veterans Day samplers, our smoke-in hot weekly deal. This week we honor our nation's veterans, past and present. This great country is one that was born on revolution, armed conflict, and has continually secured the freedoms of its citizens by taking up arms in their defense. This week only, uh, we have 11 cigars for an 11-11-11 deal that started yesterday. Who comes up with that stuff? Very hmm. good. 11 cigars, four Oliva Serie G Cameroon, four Tarano Exodus 1959 Silver, and four La Aurora 1495 Robustos. Three. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, all eleven cigars for twenty five ninety five. Normal price of seventy three ninety five. There's a sixty five percent savings. If you're interested in taking advantage of that deal before the ticker runs out, uh, visit www.smokein.com and click on your hot weekly deal. So let's see here what we got here. Uh, we're now in uh, our bloggers corner, and this week we have. Dan Reeve from Cigar Explorer. Dan, uh, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, the Ming. How you doing, my friend? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's a cold morning here in Columbus, though, I'll tell you that. That's why we live in Florida. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm very jealous. Uh, hey, first, got to say, before we get started, how can you put me on after the Carrillo family, man? How are you doing that to me? Oh, that was a great, it's <laughs> great, great to be on after them. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. There's no way I can live up to them. Yeah, well, listen... We're just looking for your cigar review. We're not looking for you to make any cigars for us. So listen, <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about your site. It's uh, relatively new, so uh, give us a little feedback on how you guys started it. Yeah, no problem. We actually started a year and two months ago. I met uh, my partner, Mario Takayama, at a cigar shop, and he's big into cigars. He's got a lot of passion to it, and he's got a lot of passion for video, too. So he knew about me writing another site, and he said, hey, I can't write because I don't speak English that well, so... I do video, you want to write, let's start up a site. So that's how we got going. 
Well, interesting. And um, how 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 uh, big has your site gotten in the last year and a half? Uh, it's it's exploded, really. I mean, I don't want to quote numbers, but it's it's well above where we thought it would go in just a year. And I think mostly what it what stands us or makes us stand a little bit apart is the amount of travel that we've done and the amount of places we've been to to cover. We've been all over the place in the last year. We've been to you know Dominican twice. We've been to Nicaragua, Miami. We went to your wonderful event in West Palm. Mario just got back from two weeks in Japan with the Padron family, so it's it's been a whirlwind. And uh, so, D- Dan, what exactly sets your site apart from all these other sites, and what, what exactly are you guys doing differently and to make yourself, you know, stand out? Well, I guess it's kind of what I was saying. It's it's a lot of the HD video and a lot of travel. We want to be right where everybody else is, where, right down with all the makers. We want to talk to them. It's not just the reviews. I love doing the reviews, but it's also about educating everybody online as best we can. Right. It really seems like you're living the cigar lifestyle and sharing it with, you know, everyone that's listening in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, that's what bloggers do. Dan, uh, tell our listeners, what cigar are you going to be reviewing for us? Today we are doing the Verte 2009 from Tetuaje. All right, go ahead, shoot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I can kind of ruin the review right away by saying this is my favorite cigar this year, so... If you've got them, light them up. <laughs> At any rate, it is a 7x47 Churchill with a beautiful wrapper on it that's a Habano. And a very interesting mix of filler because the whole story behind this cigar is that actually all the tobacco comes from one farm. Mm-hmm. So it's depending on what they plant that year and how nice the crop is, is whether they're going to get into it. So the 2009 is a true gem, I think. It starts out very peppery and woody, like a lot of the Tatsuahe Papine stuff does, and then about halfway through, gets nice and sweet and maybe some raw honey-type flavors and things like that that most people love in cigars, at least I do. And so, Dan, you know, since you're doing the 2009, you've probably reviewed the 2008, and what stands out to you on this from the 2009 versus the 2008? Well, the 2008 for me, again, I thought it was a decent cigar. I got no knock against it, except for it was very one-dimensional because if you read about it, all the tobacco that was put into that cigar was the same kind of tobacco. That's the only thing they planted on the farm that year. So while it had a nice flavor, it was pretty one-dimensional. And I know that you know a lot of people may not know this, but you know, can you give us our listeners a little background on the whole idea behind the La Verite and the history of how that got started possibly or... As much as you know, because maybe we'll fill in the rest. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, what I know basically is, you know, Pete wanted to do, Pete Johnson from Tetuahe, wanted to do something similar to the wine industry and make a true vintage and a true vintage product that comes all from one farm, and it was one of Pepin's farms. Mm-hmm. And I think the second year, it's really kind of developed into something even more because of all the different tobaccos they were able to plant. Absolutely, and of course, you know, Pete being the big wine fan that he is, wanted to get a cigar that was a lot like the wine industry and create something that had a vintage to it and have a planting year and have a growing year and then have that come out and people could even buy futures like in wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you get it at the futures price, you're getting a steal, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, Do you have a rating system on your website that you use to score cigars, Dan? I, I actually, we don't use any numbers or anything like that. I basically end it with saying, hey, will I buy more of these and will I buy a whole box of them? And yeah. how, how did the, uh, I'm going to assume the Verite rated very well since it's your favorite Yeah, cigar. the Verite was 
both yeses on both if you can afford it because it's not a cheap cigar. Absolutely, but not by no means. Or if you can still no. find it. Yeah. 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 Do you guys still have any? Or do we have any left of the O nine? Call call Izzy now, and I'm sure he can get you a couple. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I, if we do, there's, there's maybe a few 10-count boxes left. I know we got a couple. A few sticks I, laying around. I think we have a few sticks of 08 left, or are they gone? We actually do have a couple of few sticks from 08 we yeah. pulled out of one of the other stores. Yeah, so, yeah, it was nice with, with the so many locations. Every now and then we find some surprise stuff that was sitting in one store that everybody forgot about, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, before you go off, Dan, can you give our uh, listeners uh, any anything coming up that they can look forward that you'll be reviewing in the upcoming weeks? Oh, I just am holding a Dark Rituals from Ernesto in my hand right now, so Ooh. that'll be coming up. I've got a Robusto box press size of the MK Ultra that I've been holding on to since the trade show that I plan on firing up soon. And then uh, I actually just smoked a cigar from Emilio Cigars called the Grimalkin last week. And I've written it up. I just haven't posted it yet. And it actually uh, surprised me. It was a really good cigar. Well, I'll be looking forward to those, actually. I, I, I didn't even, uh, I haven't even seen the MK Ultra box press yet, so that would be interesting. I'd like to get more MK Ultras in. Yeah, absolutely. those are pretty hard to find, too. Absolutely. Well, uh, Dan, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, see you soon. Hey, hey, thanks a lot, man. Uh, you've always been a good supporter of us, and I really appreciate it, and it's an honor to be on your show. So, uh Keep if up, you ever need anything from me, just give me a call. Keep up the good work, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dan. Take care. You guys are- that was interesting. I would say he is the Steve Jobs of cigar blogging. <laughs> liked his, uh, I liked his review, yeah. It was, yeah it was bring good. it full circle. There you go. Nicely done. Good. Well, <laughs> listen, before we go to break, uh, Lady M, uh, let's do our uh, Monte Cristo uh, weekly uh, movie trivia question for a $50 gift card courtesy of Monte Cristo. All right, here we go. Um, what American war film is the following scene from? It's a war film? War film. Tying right. everything back to Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. My family is with me today. They wanted to come with me. To be honest with you, I I wasn't sure how I'd feel coming back here. Every day, I think about what you said to me that day on the bridge. I've tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough. I hope that at least in your eyes, I've earned what all of you have done for me. I'm almost coming to tears just thinking about it. I know, it. me too. All right, we'll be the first caller to get that right. You'll win a $50 gift card for Monte Cristo. Um, and then we have another dummy dialer after the break. And, of course, Ask Lady M. Give us a call at 877-960-9960 if you know the which clip that movie is from. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on View Radio. Smack it. Kiss My Ash Radio on View Radio. It's bold and bewitching, and it has cigar lovers spellbound. Warlock, a devilishly good smoke that's mesmerizing aficionados with its hypnotic blend of deep, complex notes. Crafted in Nicaragua by acclaimed cigar maker Omar Ortez, Warlock tempts the palate with a sorcerer's blend of bold tobaccos that casts its spell and never lets go. Light up a Warlock and see why smokers find its charisma irresistible. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. Hello, George Rico with Granabano Cigars. Granabano Cigars uses the finest family-grown tobacco from Nicaragua, Colombia, and Honduras. Great pride and generations of skilled craftsmanship goes into each and every Granabano Cigars. Look for our new limited edition Zulu Zulu, our economically priced VIP cigars, and the soon-to-be-released Opium. For more information on the fine cigars of Granabano, visit us at ghcigars.com or your nearest fine tobacconist. Tell them George Rico sent you. The Taranio Family Cigar Company's roots began in the heart of Cuba over 95 years ago. Tobacco and cigars has been their passion for four generations, and their driving force in making quality cigars. The Taranio Master and Single Region Cigars have scored 91 and 92 respectively by Cigar Aficionado. And the Exodus 1959 50-Year Cigar was rated 93 and the 12th top cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of 2010. So take time to burn a Taranio Family Cigar and experience something special. Rocky Patel has been handcrafting the finest premium handmade cigars in the world for over 15 years. And proof of that is the award-winning Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary and the Decade by Rocky Patel. The 15th Anniversary is a 92-rated cigar that became an instant classic when launched in 2010. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar with rich, toasty notes of spice, cocoa, espresso bean, and a lingering sweetness. The Decade by Rocky Patel is the highest-rated non-Cuban cigar ever, receiving a rating of 95. The Decade is an amazingly well-balanced cigar with a long, full finish and distinctive lingering sweetness. The rich, oily wrapper on the Decade is as inviting as any cigar in your humidor. Enjoy the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary and The Decade by Rocky Patel. They'll be the cigars that you want to relax with and enjoy. Keeping Cuba's most coveted secrets for three generations, the legacy continues San Latano. Signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and cribby Connecticut, a hearty, rich box press San Andreas wrapped Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his newest creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval, using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance like no other. Go out today and ask for your local tobacconist for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. The Oliva family of cigars has over five generations of cigar and tobacco experience, and the Oliva family makes some of the finest and most affordable premium cigars. Oliva has something for everyone. Mild and creamy? Try the Connecticut Reserve line. Prefer something bold and rich? Then light up an Oliva Series V, one of the highest rated cigars in the world. Oliva cigars can be found at all smoking locations, so ask for Oliva. Unbeatable value, uncompromising quality, the Oliva family of cigars. Since 1997, Zycar has lived by their unconditional promise of lifetime warranty and 100% replacement, living up to their promise of form, feel, and function. Zycar offers the highest quality products at the best possible prices. Should your Zycar accessory fail in any way, simply return it and Zycar will immediately and cheerfully repair it or replace it for you. Now that's 100% total satisfaction. 
If you're looking for a new lighter, cutter, or travel case, visit any authorized Zycar dealer or your nearest smoking location. Don't be left swimming with the sharks. Zycar for life. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach Honest Abe, Lady M, or Brandon to Mick, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio on CB Radio. Honest Abe here along with the gang. Hello, Lady M. And filling in for Brandon and Mick Foster, Adam Hooch. Hey, hey. So let's go to the call to see if anybody got your uh, movie. Uh, I hope someone did. Let's see if you got your movie ready. I think we have uh, Will. Will from West Palm Beach. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio, Will. Thank you. Will, uh, do you have a, a guest for us for our uh, Monte Cristo trivia question? That is from Saving Private Ryan. Ding, 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 ding. We have Winner. a winner. Nicely done, Will. Well, Will, thanks for listening. We're going to get you out of a $50 Monte, uh, gift card courtesy of Monte Cristo Cigars. And I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you much. Always do. Take care. Yeah, can I share a fun fact for that from the movie? Go ahead. Are you interested to hear? Go ahead. Um, before the filming began, several of the film stars, including Edward Burns, Barry Pepper, Vin Diesel, Adam Goldberg, Giovanni uh, Ribisi. I keep forgetting Vin Diesel was in Vin that Diesel movie. Vin Diesel was yeah, in that movie. Right. And Tom Hanks. Uh, they all endured 10 days of boot camp training uh, to work on the film sets to prepare for their roles. And the one actor that did not have to endure this boot camp training was Matt Damon. And this was an intentional <laughs> move. Just to create resentment towards wow. him. <laughs> because the troops the resentment right. going again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. Quality. Really? Yes. That's neat. I never knew that. Not to mention a great guest spot there by Ted Danson at the very end. <laughs> yes. It's time for Dummy Dialer. Boom. There we go. It's another Dummy Dialer. Um, let's see here. The dummy dialer we have for you, this one is, oh, yeah, this is this is a really weird one. This is like our first weirdest dummy dialer ever. We call this one Century Twenty One at Memphis Borough. Yeah, if you didn't understand what I said, you'll you'll get why. Uh, character here is just a regular clerk. Got a little static on this one, but it should be entertaining. Go ahead and hit it, Colin. Please, you're going smoking. Yes, sir. Uh, I just sent you Twenty One and Excuse me. Is it Century 21 at Memphis Borough? Is it Century 21? Yeah, Century 21. Yeah, you'd like the Century 21 department? Hold on while I connect you to the Century 21 department. Hang on. Your accent changed. Uh, my name is Bert. Thanks for calling oh. Century 21. How can I help you? Yes, Bert. Uh, are, you the, are you guys looking at Memphis Borough? I'm sorry. Are we located where? In Mem- Memphis Borough? Memphis Borough. I'm sorry, I can't make out what you're saying. I'm saying you guys located at Memphis Borough? Metric photo? <laughs> Me- Memphis Borough. Message photo. Yeah, Memphis Borough. Memphis Polo? Uh, I can't understand what you're saying, sir. Uh, where are you guys located at, sir? We're located down by the tower next to the river. Oh, right. You know what you're talking about? Century 21. 
at Memphis Bowl. This is Century 21. Is there something I can help you with? Yeah, I was looking for a big thing. Looking for a what? Uh, that's a pipe and stuff like that, right? So stuff like what? I think we got a bad connection. I can't make out what you're saying. Uh, I'm saying you guys sell, like, uh, tobacco products? We sell tobacco products. Yes, we do. Huh? Yeah, we sell tobacco products, yes. Oh, uh, okay. I think my line is going to break in a little bit. What kind of tobacco products are you looking for? I think his head is breaking a little bit. I'm looking for a pig stick, sir. Pig sticks? Yeah. Is that the little stick with the candy that you break and you... You pour it down your mouth and it's sweet, like powdered sugar? No, pick sticks. Pick sticks? What is, pick, what is pick sticks? Let me help you out. Ah, uh, it's, a, it's a synthetic urine. It's synthetic <laughs> urine? Yeah. Well, you, why are you calling a tobacco store for synthetic urine? What's the matter with your urine? Huh? What's the matter with your urine? No, I said my urine, there's nothing wrong with my urine, sir. There's nothing wrong with your urine? Your urine, your urine is okay. That's right. So why do you need synthetic urine? Well, I'm writing a paper on it. I'm sorry, you're writing a paper on synthetic urine? Yes, sir. Okay, and you want some samples? Uh, well, not really. Uh, um, yeah. I can, okay. I can make you some samples. Uh, I mean, how much do you need? Uh, what do you need, a gallon? No, what I need, I need some information on it. That's, that's my main reason for calling. You need information on synthetic urine. Did you ever try Wikipedia? No, nah, I need some information on it. Right, Wikipedia. Wikipedia will tell you everything. Well, coming from you guys uh, might be a good source of information. But my friend, you're calling a tobacco store. You want information on synthetic urine in a tobacco store? You might as well call a hardware store, son. A hardware store? Yeah, check the local hardware store. They'll help you out. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, my friend. You have a good day. <laughs> Unreal. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's happy with the hardware store. Good suggestion. I mean, mm -hmm. Unreal. Took me forever to figure out what he was trying to say. I couldn't get Memphis it out of him. Burrow. Message Burrow. Message Burrow. Burrow. Who knows? Anyways, we're going to get into the Ash Hole of the Week and Long Ash Salute. We've got some time. We're going to hit Lady M with a couple questions here. Let's do it. My Ash Hole of the Week. I love this one. This week's honor goes out to none other than this great nation's vice president, Joseph R. Biden. Yes, sir. Mr. Biden has developed a reputation for scouring the federal budget to save money and cultivated himself an image of a cost cutter intent on rooting out waste in government. Well, Mr. Biden, you need to look no further than your own backyard. Federal spending records show U.S. Secret Service approved a purchase order on November 2nd to pay Mr. Biden $26,400 for Secret Service agents to stay on the cottage on his property while they provide him and his family protection. So he's charging this. He's charging the Secret Service that we pay us taxpayer to provide for him. For his he's charging them rent. When questioned about collecting rent from Secret Service this past summer, officials could not provide another example of anyone protected by Secret Service charging rent. In fact, in a follow-up story about the arrangement, Mr. Biden's own hometown newspaper, the the News Journal, reported that Mr. Biden was the first 
official guarded by a secret service to receive rental income as a landlord for the agents who protected him. Mr. Biden, you are undoubtedly my asshole of the week. Astounding. Astounding. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) You wonder, it's just anything they could get away with. Yeah. So now, in, in theme, in staying with our Veterans Day theme, um, Long Ash Salute, Corporal Jason Dunham, United States Marine Corps, holds a distinction that only few and the best and the bravest share. Corporal Dunham, who would have turned 30 yesterday, was possibly awarded the Medal of Honor, the highest military decoration offered by the U.S. government. Throughout its long history, the Medal of Honor has been awarded to fewer than 300 Marines, and Dunham became the first Marine since the Vietnam War to receive the award. Dunham was serving in Iraq with the 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, as a squad leader. While searching a car that contained AK-47s, Dunham and his squad were attacked by the driver. The driver dropped a live grenade, and Dunham threw himself on the grenade. Severely wounded and in a coma, he was awarded the Purple Heart, and unfortunately died in the hospital not long after that. So, Jason, may your brave actions never be forgotten. And to Jason Dunham and all our brave enlisted of the past, present, and future, this cigar is for you. All right. So we have a couple minutes for Ask Lady M. I'm going to ask her a couple quick questions. <laughs> well, let's bum, see bum, what bum. we have today. Lady M, got a quick question for you. Go for it. This is from Janet27. My boyfriend's one of these guys who's meticulous and constantly manscaping his junk. <laughs> he even goes to get it waxed. Can he hear me? Can I hear Colin laughing yeah. through the glass? Through the glass. He's Colin's laughing it. through the glass. Can he, he even gets rid of the hair on his backside. He pays $60 every two weeks to have it done. He told me he likes to keep his manhood tidy so it doesn't gross me out. I guess I like the gesture, but it's weird that my boyfriend gets the hair on his backside waxed. Do straight guys get waxed? Do men care that much about keeping their junk clean? I mean, that's, I mean, from a woman's perspective. I, it, I mean, it's your it, body. You I, wanna... mean, I mean, he's doing porn. It's do, you, do you like a guy with a hairy back? Well, you know what? I, I, I can say one thing. I dated this guy. I don't want to say names. Abe knows him. He had a hairy bum, and he, bum? for a year, would not walk oh, in front of me with his back. <laughs> he would he would run to the bathroom, like, backwards. Like, I'm not even kidding. Why didn't you just get a change? <laughs> I told him that. See, I'm just glad I'm a naturally hairless guy, so I don't have to worry about these oh, problems. Oh, Adam. I'm still waiting for oh, my first chest hair to come in. <laughs> well, uh, this one's from Chloe, 28. Is six months of dating too soon to invite my boyfriend home for Thanksgiving? I haven't bought my plane ticket yet for Thanksgiving, but it's getting down to the wire and I have to get it soon. I've been holding off because I don't know if I should invite my boyfriend to come home with me. I've been dating for six months. He's not going home from the holidays. I really like him to meet my parents. Is six months of dating too soon to invite my boyfriend home for Thanksgiving? Will it scare him off? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I wonder how far the the flight is and distance wise. But one week, one month, too soon. Oh, six months—that's. I mean, yeah. at twenty-eight years old. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the why real not? question is: I mean, if he doesn't have any other plans, and it's a nice gesture. And on then, that if, level. but if you don't invite him, then you're the yeah. Ashhole, so Ashhole, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Bring it all back. All our yeah. listeners give me a new word now. We're just gonna start using the word ashhole very commonly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wanna shoot one more? Uh quick, quick. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds? Well then thirty nah. seconds. All right, let's go to the closing then. You listen to another episode of Kiss My Ash Radio on C V Radio ninety five point nine FM. We hope you enjoyed the show. Join us again next week. We have special guests. 
the gentleman from Four Kicks, Mike Condor and John Huber, we talked about today. It should be a very interesting show. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, gang, life is short. Savor the moments that count. Most importantly, never be afraid to express how you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ass. Kiss My Ass Radio on Seaview Radio every Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon. Join the gang as they pursue life, liberty, and fine cigars. If you missed the show, need more information, log on to kissmyassradio.com.